great. I'm Nicole. <laughs> and I'm Jenny. And this is How Are You, How are brainwashed? you brainwashed? Okay, uh, babe, what's going on? I need to hear about the famous lineup dinner that you attended. Oh, yes. Okay. So I think, unfortunately, by the time this episode comes out, the lineup will be over, but there will be more lineups down the line. So you people can get sign on... up for future yes. mailing lists. Yes. You got to get on the mailing list, follow them on Instagram. The lineup dinner series is a dinner series that highlights chefs who work on the line. So that could be a sous chef, that could be a line cook, people who generally, you know, don't get their time to shine. Or because that's such an intense job, you know, maybe it's hard to have the opportunity to showcase what you're working on or even work on your own recipe development. So this is a dinner series where sous chefs and line cooks from your favorite Brooklyn restaurants this month, they're doing the sous chef from Bonnie's, the sous chef from Rolos and a line cook from the Four Horsemen. These are all gorgeous. I mean, come on, the restaurants. Previous guest and friend of the pot, Elena Besser. It's her brainchild, and my husband is head of production on it, so he creates a lot of the content you see for it. And the first one was last night with Agnes Kim, who is the sous chef at Bonnie's, and it was so good and cool and fun. It was at Hudson Table, Nicole, as you know, where you had your birthday party. Where I had my Top chef. chef birthday. Your Top Chef birthday. Agnes did an amazing job. She did a Korean menu. There was a fried bologna sandwich, Nicole. Just say that. Stop. Kimchi. That makes me so horny. <laughs> I want that so bad. It was... I will dream about her. There was a milk toast was the yeah. bread. So there was like sugar on the bread. But and then there was like kimchi. So there was like, you know, a sour with the fried bologna and American cheese and the milk toast. It was like beyond. Was it, was it also... like thick hunk of bologna? Yes. Ugh, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> That was a standout dish to me. Also, there was a salad, a um, lotus root salad that mm -hmm. had a lot of like sauteed like soft lotus root on some mixed greens and then she also had crispy lotus root on it on the top so like fried lotus root and that was va va boom also a sweet potato creme brulee come have on you ever, have you ever known or heard of such a thing that's so inventive this sounds so good Fried bologna yeah. is really when I saw the menu, I was like, oh, okay, that's upsetting that I won't get to eat that. <laughs> Jenny, as you know, anytime there's spam on a menu, I'm making us get it for sure. Absolutely. So I love a, a salted meat. Wow, it really was good. And they also had, you know, there was a wine pairing that came with it and they also had an NA wine pairing. So I got to oh, try like... Pregnant mommy got to have... Yeah. Now were any of them good? I like them yeah i liked okay. a lot of them when i opened the menu and saw that there was a full like non-alcoholic wine pairing i was like oh wow that's so nice that i get to feel like i participate and i'm not just sipping on my seltz while everyone's getting six different wines you know what i mean i just um, saw that there's like some kind of sober bar essentially in new york would you do you have any interest in going to that or does that feel not fun like uh where it's all mocktails and shit yeah there is one in greenpoint Oh, and Greenpoint, too. Yeah, and there's also that Korean speakeasy one that I told you about, where it's like a non-alcoholic speakeasy. But are we anti-speakeasy? We did sort of drag them. Well, I mean, and also the you've sort of been anti-alcohol on the pod so, as well. I, so 
I'm interested to see, you know, sometimes like as we last episode, I talked about craving a teeny or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see like what my what happens to me, <laughs> <laughs> where my relationship lands, because yeah. I will say it is interesting, like last night and shout out to my friends that I was sitting with. I mean, the wine pairing was rolling and you got a welcome cocktail when you walked in like so people were fucked people they were, were up. drunk lucy doocy and i was here for it but also i was like i'm glad i'm not drunk it's monday i have to like get up and work it is so funny to be the only sober person at a table and sort of like watch the decline <laughs> oh my god watch you know the decline I mean? Right, like Damn. the beginning of the night, we're all like here, we're making sense, we are, you know, and then towards the end, I was like uh, having a harder time sort of following. <laughs> <laughs> and just like getting real with people. And I was like, okay, we're getting real. I love this. Oh my um, God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, multiple people asked to touch my belly and I was really? like, interesting. I, I, I said yes. To everyone, people you didn't know. I don't know. Nobody I didn't know, just people I don't maybe know well. <laughs> but usually people that don't touch your body in that way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think the alcohol was loose. So that's another thing. If you go to the lineup, get ready to get sloshed because the wine pairing is going to flow in. You'll get your cocktail. And-, oh. and get ready to get your pregnant belly touched. <laughs> Yeah, it's just such a perspective I rarely have seen up until now in my life as someone who loves a drink to really be on the outside yeah. of mm-hmm. um, a whole room on its own journey. And you're just like, it's I mean, it's kind of fun, to be honest. It's not there's nothing I, I it's not negative. You're just sort of like, oh, I I'm now sensing that the tide has turned with you. <laughs> And I'm. It makes sense because you've had like six glasses of wine at this. Oh my point. God, iconic, iconic. Um, but that yeah, sounds so fun. It's really cool, and I feel like it's what a great idea. Better as they go. I was really excited. There was a local celebrity there last night. Who? <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. He's someone that I would be interested to try to get on the pod, which maybe is crazy, but. There's this place in Greenpoint that I'd love for you to Google just so you can see visually what it looks like, Nicole. It's called Eddie's Grocer, and it's a Lebanese sort of lunch market spot. Mm -hmm. And it's so chic. The food is so good. The design alone is so fun. And all the products in there are amazing. They have a small TV that plays Oprah episodes on a loop. I don't really know (laughs) why, but I just am very charmed by that. And Eddie himself was there last night and I did get to meet him. And it was a huge moment for me as someone who frequents his establishments at least once a week. Once a week you're at <laughs> Eddie's Grocer? What are you yeah, picking it's... up? Oh, my God. Okay. They have a lunch special where you can get a salad and a half a sandwich there for, you know, a discount. I often get a chicken shawarma wrap with a tahini caesar side graham likes to get what they call a pitadilla which is like a um pita sort of a, a lebanese version of a quesadilla with the kale tabbouleh salad he likes now um, as a weekly visitor you've been too scared to to interact with eddie so far <laughs> yeah. yeah he's a local celebrity and you want him on the pot I think he would be fun on the pod. Great. We Great could, job. We, we just love to know his origin story and how he this was brainwashed. 
and how he was brainwashed. I love him to cast us as products in his store. I'm a fan. Great. Well, we support, of course, local small business. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked he hasn't been a bartender on Watch What Happens Live yet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this yeah, December, yeah. I'm sure. Maybe he has. Well, that'll be a great first question. <laughs> um. Okay. And and what's going on with you, my love? My, I sort of was going to just take us in because I don't know. We've recorded so recently. I sort of don't oh, know if okay. I have any anything to say. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, I think you know, Eddie sounds like a great guest, and Gino, who also is a great guest, our yes. guest that we have today. <laughs> I would love to talk to our guest. Yes, let's bring him in. Okay, we have a fantastic guest, a little treat for y'all's ears right now. We have actor, writer, director, filmmaker extraordinaire. <laughs> you might have seen his work, Undetectable. You might have seen Chrissy Judy. We're definitely going to talk about Yay. that. Just an overall wonderful human please welcome to the pod todd flaherty oh thank you so much for having me i'm i am so happy to be here i love what you guys have been doing i love the guests you've have you've had on and i'm so honored to be now i guess myself this is so much fun the pleasure is ours (laughs) absolutely Uh, we can be like a mutual admiration society and that's what we need in today's world hundo p Uh we gotta lift each other up somehow Oh, God. I got to keep up with the lingo of the young folks. Hundo P. Excuse me while I write that down. Okay. Got it. <laughs> well, the thing is that once it sort of hits me, it's like, is it even young anymore? So it's hard to it's hard to tell once it makes its way towards me. Well, I don't know about that. I think I have a couple years on you anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what counts. I identify as Gen Z is what I'm saying now. So that's my... That's my energy that I'm trying to exude. 100%. You can't tell me shit. I am Gen Z. (laughs) I know my license would say otherwise, but um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love their interests. I I have to love say, the interests. I love Olivia Rodrigo. Love, love the energy. <laughs> love the love the lingo. I just I just try to keep up, but quietly. You know what I mean? Well, Todd, I've been thinking about you all day. Is that weird? No, to I've say? been thinking about this all day. No, it's great. You like put a short out into the world, right? Yes, I did. I've been out here making shorts. It has its premiere in New York um, yes, next week. Amazing at. Future of Film is Female. Yes, it is. Program. Yes, that this woman runs. She used to be the programmer at Nighthawk, and now she does this nonprofit. Um, so it's screening at Nighthawk. I can't wait to see it. Jenny, say what it's called and say who's in it. It's called Savasana. Nicole is in Thank it. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's written and starring Megan Kensel. Friend of the pod. Uh, and of our lives. Friend of the pod mm-hmm. and of our lives. Yeah, it's my like second or third thing i've directed i've mostly written and acted so the directing side of it is newer Mm -hmm. to me don't Um, you love it though yeah it's fun yeah you know one thing okay when i was thinking about you today like a weirdo one thing i wanted to ask you was people often ask me this as they are dabbling in maybe filmmaking and they all tend to come Mm -hmm. from the acting world because that's how we all know each other and I feel like actors, they're so afraid to direct because they didn't go to film school or they're not like technically mm-hmm. savvy. And that was definitely my hang up for a while. And I'm just curious for you doing a full feature mm-hmm. film and directing, like what was your, did you have to overcome that as actor or was it very easy for you to just be like, fuck it, I'm a director now, baby. 
No, I have like major imposter syndrome like everyone else does. And it took a long time <laughs> to like, yeah, we all have that. But um, it's all come full circle because next week I'm teaching a seminar at NYU Grad Film to teach them how to work with actors. <laughs> oh like, <laughs> my God. I know it's hilarious. And no, no, I had those hangups too, because forever I was like, well, you know, I don't, uh, what does a grip do? What does this person right. do? You know, if I get on set, like, how do I know? And the thing about film is like the director's job is really to hold tight the vision of the story and to, you know, work with the actors to help them tell the story. I just think it's like, you know, as actors, like we just do that naturally, that that is just like inherent in us is that um, that element of storytelling. Yeah, I, 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 I think what where I was lucky was when I shot my short and my feature, my brother was my cinematographer. So we have this like shorthand just from like working mm. together for years. And our crew was small. We only had like a three person crew for both of those. Uh, sh- Can you believe? Shoots, which Nicole knows. <laughs> that is so um, cool. Nicole was in Chrissy Judy. And um, yeah, it was it was pretty wild to ask people to be a part of that. But I think it was still like early pandemic time. So people mm. were like down with a three person crew. Yeah. Originally, we had like a way bigger budget and we were like trying to get like 12, a 12 person crew. But yeah, I've since like worked on a couple of people's shorts and I did another feature film just as an actor. And so just to get to watch people and watch people in those settings where there's like the feature that I did last fall. I guess I, it's not out yet, so I can't talk about it, but there's people in it. And um, oh, no, it's on IMDb. So I can say like Marissa Tomei is in it and Bill oh, Irwin. It was really whoa. cool. Legends. And um I know. And um, it was great to be on set and to watch the director and to watch these people. And quite frankly, like at first I was like, okay, I'm going to learn so much about what I did wrong. And when I got to set, I was like, no, I did all this. There's just more people here, you know? So I think that that's like, if anyone out there is listening and is thinking about making something, do it. You know, like there's no real gatekeepers And that's the other thing that I learned this year with like the film going through all these festivals and getting distribution. Like nobody really knows what they're doing. Everyone's kind of like half bullshitting their way (laughs) through this industry. So like you should include yourself in that. And I think the bottom line is like, if you have a story that only you can tell, you should tell it because people are like dying to hear that story and to see it. That is the unteachable thing in some ways is like the creative aspect the creative mm-hmm. source material so like yeah you can find the people around you to help you with the tech like your brother's so talented i mean the movie looks so fucking so gorgeous yeah you know what's so funny i never told you this nicole but we almost had to cut your scene because of something so ridiculous and i was like we are not <laughs> losing this um and my brother was mortified there was a spot on the lens so bad right above olivia's head and it was horrible and i did not have the money to hire an editor so it took me literally i would say like a week and a half to cut your scene oh my gosh and everyone who watched it was like that spot is too distracting it looks so unprofessional it's ruining the shot like do you really need this i was like i need this this (laughs) the scene is so important these people are so important these characters are so important yeah it took I learned a lot of like rendering footage and mm-hmm. taking dust spots out of like off of lenses. But my brother was like, I'm so sorry. I ruined this. I ruined the whole thing. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, 
yeah, he is a genius, but that's where multiple people on set are helpful when someone's watching a monitor and they're like, hey, there's a dust spot on the lens. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that with that. <laughs> you can't right. do that take people, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, wait. So the three-person crew is your brother, the DP, probably sound, and who's who? what other job I'm made it in there? Person. And you're the third yeah. person? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So there's yes. no um, ADAC you didn't have mm-hmm. grip, gaff, or any of that? Wow. When people no. see was... this movie, which you have to, like, yes, it, the fact that three people were the crew, you just could never tell. It, it is so fucking good. I mean, the script is already so good regardless, but it looks so beautiful. It is so beautiful. Yeah. It's just, like, so impressive, Todd. And you're so thank good you. at I, it, Todd. I, I will, I will you're so good. Yeah. That's my brother. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. No, I I, um, I give my brother all that credit. It was like, I don't know. Every day we're like looking at a monitor. I'm like, I think this is good. This is good, right? But it was just the three of us. <laughs> right. And we were like, yeah, I think I think it's going to be good. And then when I was editing it, I was like, I think it's good. You know, but you always need that external validation. Yeah. So it was great that other people were like, yeah, it is good. Yeah, we'll, we'll program it. Yes, I think the black and white helped yeah. us with our very limited budget. Um, mm, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was uh, gonna ask. But yeah, I can't wait to start working on something with a bigger budget. I um, I'm almost. Oh, I, yeah, I guess we can talk about stuff even though I'm I'm writing something. I'll just say mm-hmm. that, but okay. I'm not in the writer's guild, so I'm allowed to write. Okay. Um, and yes, I'm excited to see where it goes once the yes. strike is over and and we get everything that we yes, want. give us everything we need, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> Making a feature is so hard. I don't know if people mm-hmm. fully grasp how hard that is. And to like make a feature on a low budget for the first time <laughs> and have it be as good as your feature is, it's extremely impressive. And I just like, when I was watching it, I Thank was like, you. oh my God. I just need to say that because Thank so you. many people are like, I have an idea. I want to make something. I want to do something. And it's like, it's there's so many hurdles and so many things you have to overcome mm-hmm. to actually accomplish that. And you did it. And that is Thank so you. cool. I appreciate the rant. Um, no, you two <laughs> feel the same way. And I think like, that's the one thing that I, I think we always want to skip steps. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember being in like my mid twenties when web series were a huge thing. And I was like, oh, well, I'm never going to make a web series. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to make a web series. <laughs> and um, I had all these friends who were making shorts when I was writing Chrissy Judy. And they were all like, oh my God, the shorts, things are a nightmare. Like, you know, Sundance, for instance, gets like 5,000 submissions for, um, for shorts and they program a hundred and they get like a thousand submissions for features and they program 120. So like if you can jump the hurdle to make a feature, you have more access to bigger screenings and things like that because fewer people can do it. But when all my friends who were making shorts were like, Oh my God, it's so hard. And this and that, I was like, I'm never going to make a short. And then I made a short. So I think like there's so much more, that it's not like I just woke up one day and was like, I'm going to make a feature for $20,000 with my brother and his wife is our sound, you know? So it's it like, I had been writing that for a long time before mm-hmm. things were in place when there were enough people who were like, yeah, I'll work on this. Like, Nicole, I don't think I remember. Did you do one of the readings with us? I don't think you did. I don't did. think so, no. No, I always like had you in mind, but I like, you know, I I was working on that script forever because I was like, I was like, who will say yes to doing this if there's no money to do it and they don't know where it'll go? And yeah, I think 
who was it? Ira Sachs was talking about when you are a filmmaker or an artist or an actor or whatever, and you want to create work, inevitably you won't like the first thing that you do because what you have that other Mm -hmm. people don't have is a really high taste level. And so your high taste level just isn't going to be in what you make for the first time. You know, it'll be like good and maybe better than what you thought it might be, but it's not going to be this like, like spectacular thing. So you have to like know that like, the only way to get better is just to keep making stuff. And unfortunately there, it does feel like there's limited access to making things just because it does feel like there's gatekeepers and like issues with money. And, Mm -hmm. and you hear people all the time who say, Oh, you have to do it this way, that way you need a producer, you need a studio, you you know, but really there are a lot of opportunities. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and if you listen to that, then that will be the case for you as well. And I listened Mm -hmm. to it for a long time. I was like, Oh, okay, well, you know, with my web series, I started shopping it around, um, you know, make a pilot for, for a studio. And everyone kept saying the same thing. My web series about a guy who had HIV and they were like, like who, who wants to watch a a TV show about a guy who has HIV and what happens, Mm -hmm. you know, like what's the end goal. And I was like, I had to listen to that and first I was offended and then I was like, well, actually, yeah, what is the engine of this story and is it something that I want to keep coming back to and ultimately, like, it wasn't. Mm. So, I don't know. I think, like, there's always people who are going to be throwing advice your way. Sometimes you're going to listen to it and it's going to be for the betterment of your work and sometimes you do have to say, appreciate your advice. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to keep trying my way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also just a firm believer in like divine timing or cosmic timing. Yeah, I think that's you just have to keep plugging away. It's all yeah. you can do. It's all we've been doing for the last years, <laughs> you know? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Just keep finding outlets, keep doing it. And what, what I love about Chrissy Judy too is that like obviously only you could have made that movie and it then that's what it feels like. Mm. And I feel like so many people, especially actors or, you know, who are just like, I need, I'm supposed to create content. I need mm-hmm. to create content. Like that's part of like the mm-hmm. world we live in now, you know, maybe don't know what they want to say and they're just kind of throwing shit at the wall. But this felt so like specific and so perfectly curated by you that it like, even if like you're not someone who maybe lives in that world, you can find an access point and relate to it. Do you want to tell like gay friendship? Yeah, yeah. yeah Do you yeah, want to say tell, a tell little bit about. about what the movie is about? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, so Chrissy Judy, we lovingly call a platonic love story about a friendship breakup. And it's about two drag queens, Chrissy and Judy, who are best friends in this sort of codependent relationship. And what happens when Chrissy decides to leave their drag duo working relationship and leave New York City to pursue a romance. So it's also it's Judy trying to figure out who he is without his best friend. And it also really like dives into what it means to be queer and to the importance of queer friendships and how often we lose those because we place so much more value culturally on romantic partnerships than we do on friendships. I mean, even just like the two of you, it's crazy to think that you randomly met at NYU just a few short years ago and look yeah. at how your lives have expanded together. I would die yeah, no, for this it's, woman. It's like, I, this woman <laughs> is my fucking yes. blood. 
Yeah, no, I was just saying it was yeah. more than a few years ago. But yes, I would die for Nicole as <laughs> I'm, I'm, well. I'm trying to. Well, yeah, I, I was like a few years older than you, so um, I'm so I'm Gen Z. We already fucking too. talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stop doxing my ass. My old, I know old Nicole. Ass. <laughs> Cole hates talking about our age uh, on the pod. Embrace your age okay, now. Yeah, we we're to. not old yet. I, I listen. The no, goal is not. to get old. The goal is to live the full fucking mm. thing. So, uh, but Absolutely. just don't rush me. Just let me go at my own pace. <laughs> hey, that's uh, fair, babe. I hear that. <laughs> oh my god! So that's what the movie's about. I I have learned a lot about the way that you know the uh, festival circuit works and how important it is for distribution, especially for small mm-hmm. indie films. You know, we shot Chrissy Judy for twenty thousand um, yeah. dollars. Insane. And I've learned yeah. about like, how, it, yeah. So that you know, also like that was just the production. So like, pretty much like only a handful of people got paid like a few dollars, um, and most of the money went to just like fees and travel expenses and things like that. Um, and then there was like a whole back end of expenses that I was like, oh, that's how much music costs. Um, <laughs> I know. So, yeah, right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, the festival circuit has just taught me a lot about like how the industry really works and, and the timing of it all too. Like I've heard so many times this year, like, oh, you really should have held on to it. Um, this would have been such a great South by film. And then if it was at South by, you would have opened yourself up to because pretty much we've been doing like exclusively queer festivals and there are a lot enough big ones that mm-hmm. it's been really lucrative for us. But I was also thinking like, well, I didn't know if it was going to get into one or two festivals. Totally. So right. I didn't want to hold on to it for another eight months and off chance that it might get into like one of the top six festivals, you know? Right. Um, right. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to see people play that game too. Um, mm mm-hmm. But you have been bopping um, around the goddamn there, world with this film. Yeah. Yes. How yeah, fun. That, yeah, that's another that's another life lesson. If you want to travel and you're in mm-hmm. the you know, and you want to make a film, maybe you could make a film and it'll take you around the world. Yeah, I went to Australia and the UK, Italy, I'm going to Germany next month. We also played in Tokyo and Hong Kong and Thailand and Whoa. it's so nuts. So yeah, it's crazy. cool. I know. And it's still like, it's still got little legs out there. I just got a DM from someone in Tampa, Florida, and they were like, I rented your movie from the library. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. So, I love that. It's a, beautiful. You can I rent know. the DVD. It's so I know. beautiful. I know. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Who knew people were still renting DVDs from the library? But that's happening. So. Next time you're at your local library, check out the DVD section. Wow. If you live off the grid, if you live off the grid and you don't have Wi-Fi in your home, you're out here running. You can live on the grid and go to a library too. Let's not. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm I'm just. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But do either of you have a DVD player in your home? No. I do. You do? Oh, because your husband. You do. Yes. I have a combination Blu-ray DVD because my husband likes all the different gadgets he likes the special Ooh. features and stuff i imagine he, he likes special, special editions yeah. he's always this guy's always <laughs> popping in a goddamn dvd <laughs> from the library though i gotta give him that tip save my ass a few dollars yeah seriously right oh my god yeah, i don't know what the wait times are but you know we have to support our public libraries Absolute. oh my god for sure i do miss a like a 
behind the scenes sort of i miss a commentary i used to watch mm-hmm. i had to record commentary Com- for <gasps> chrissy judy it happens still yeah. people out here be doing commentary yes, it- Oh my yes, god! Yes, for the DVD. I was like, "Why are we doing this?" And they were like, "Oh, well, people <laughs> still buy DVDs, do they?" Um, so I've never seen one physically, but I apparently <laughs> there's one in Tampa, Florida, in their library. So, oh my god! Um, yes, oh my and, god. and and yeah, I know. I hope that person yeah. also then watched it with your commentary <laughs> afterwards. They they wanted so many extras. I was like, I don't know what you guys want. There's nothing extra, like. It what we shot we shot what like three you have takes the of everything if that it was yeah it was like what what you are watching is all we have yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't have a blooper reel <laughs> we they the other thing that they asked for was because it's shot in black and white they were like oh can we see what some of the drag looks were like in color I was like okay yeah so um, there's like behind the scenes of like me directing in drag at like you know. Some bar in yes. Queens being like, okay, let's move the camera here. It's like Judy Garland look. Now, yeah, it's pretty funny. speaking of drag, I do have to say that my high school best friend recently, shout out to Brian Hall, was in P-Town Instagram storying a show that he was at. And I was like, that's Todd Flaherty as Barbie. He's <laughs> like, I know Todd. <laughs> and that was a true joy to oh see God. you in drag on the Instagram of another. Was it Was it a daytime It was absolutely thing, a daytime. Or was it a night? Oh my god! Yeah, um, yes, and Mama got paid that day, so that's why we said yes to that gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, god. that's another thing about creating your own work. Sometimes it like spawns off. I never thought I would do drag ever, but I started doing drag for this movie just to mm-hmm. learn about it and like figure out if I could play this character. And now I have like drag gigs every once in a while. It's a fun extension of creativity. So like you know, yeah, you never know what creating work will will spawn. Yeah, that's so cool. I was going to ask if you were dabbling in drag at all before. So you just started doing it for the film. Writing the characters, I just like, I didn't know how to cement them together. And I was like, at first, like Judy was a writer. And I was like, don't, don't write a movie about a writer. Like you are not Woody Allen. Um, I was like, some people can do Thank it very God. successfully, but I, I have a hunch you won't be able to. So yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, wouldn't it be funny if, like, they were both drag queens together? And then, like, you know, when you have a thought and it just everything else clicks into place. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about, do you ever listen to her, like, seminars or podcasts about writing? She's the one who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Yes. 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 She says, no one is a genius, but you have a genius that gets set upon you. And that, like, a story isn't something that you invent. It come the story comes to you as the vessel to tell it. I really love that. It really, like, takes the ego away from the writing process mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, I'm just told to tell this story. Um, and I think that's what drag did for me with Chrissy Judy. I was like, oh, that's how these people. Yes, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Type it out. Film it. What a quick, easy process, you know? <laughs> Just, just five years later and it's out to the world. But when you like can't stop thinking about a story or a story really clicks with you mm-hmm. or there's something that gravitates you continuously towards it, that's when I know I want to keep pursuing mm-hmm. it. Because like what you said with mm-hmm. the show you were pitching, sometimes you're like, well, I know this is like a good angle and like maybe there's a market for you. and you're like trying to force something that maybe isn't mm-hmm. like true to you. And then when you find something that you're like, yeah. oh, actually this is... 
more concrete. This is more my story. I actually feel connected to this. Like, like just live mm-hmm. your life until you do. Wait for and the then, muse. Like, she will come. Yes. You don't need to be She'll talking sit on your now shoulder. if you have nothing to say. <laughs> just wait. I think it is important to like sit with it and be like, what is it that I want to say? And why is this? Keep, mm. Why does this keep coming to me? Yeah. Um, and I think it's I also hard because I really do believe there's a time in your life to be ambitious. And I, I think it's really just about towing the line of saying like, um, like I said, I'm writing something new and all winter. I had two months free essentially. And I was like, this is such a blessing. I'm going to write something. And I wrote a a script that just wasn't good. You know what I mean? And like, as I was writing, I was like, I was like, you just have to finish. You just have to finish the script. And now I'm going back over. I'm like, Oh my God, I wasted so much energy because the goal was to finish something, Mm -hmm. not tell the right story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So now I'm going back and like cutting things that I don't want to cut because I'm like, Oh, but it took so long to write this. And you know, the creative part of me that's not connected to my ego is like, well, it sucks and it's not working. <laughs> so just scrap it. Just scrap it. Yeah. Um, there are so many yes. things now, especially with established directors or writers or connected folks who things that get greenlit that I'm like, this feels like a first draft. Like this feels oh, yeah. like someone had a deadline of two months to write this <laughs> and they were like already tied to the studio and they said, here it is. Like, Oh yeah, and 100%. I'm just watching it, being like, "Why did why did we do this? Why did you do this? And why am I doing this to myself?" You know. But isn't that um, a great learning lesson too to watch those things? Like, yes. I love watching that stuff as much as I like watching things that are brilliant that I love. You're like trying to piece together see... what went wrong. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Past Lives? I haven't seen it yet. No. Oh my god! It, it just get a box of tissues yeah. and be prepared to think about like someone who could have been but wasn't oh it's so good but i bring that up to say like it's so exquisitely written i would love to get a chance to talk with a writer just to say like how long they were mulling all of this in their head because it's so perfect Mm. that i'm like that's Mm. not something that someone just like popped out like right that went through a lot of good friends Mm -hmm. that that had a lot of drafts for sure i think chrissy judy had like no joke 22 25 drafts and wow. not all of them were like major edits, you know, some of yeah. them were just like, oh, I cut a couple lines here or there, you know, but um, yeah, that script when I first wrote it was like 116 pages and then it went down to like 103 and like three weeks before we shot it, it went down to 85 pages. So yeah. like there's, I don't know, I think that's the other thing about the creative process is like one forgets that the editing process is like so essential to to the final product, mm-hmm. you know. And you can edit, edit, edit until the baby is born. (laughs) (laughs) I know. They say there's the movie that you write, the movie that you shoot, and the movie that gets edited. So there's like, it all is different from each other. (laughs) It's never exactly what you envisioned, but. Should we ask Todd the question? How do you feel? Let's do it. Let's jump into brainwashy. Todd, on this podcast, we ask all of our guests a question, which is, how were you brainwashed? And by that, we mean, what did you used to think was true, real, the way the world works, fact, but now you sort of are like, hey, actually, in hindsight, maybe that was just brainwashing. Controversial hot take connected to Chrissy Judy. But also, I know, Jenny, are you like about to celebrate a year anniversary? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) With your wedding, right? Yeah. Yes. 
And Nicole, you too, right? No, you're you you. Yeah, we have, we got right, married. Right? Drag our asses. Yeah, what are you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I used to think for years and years, I was like, okay, well, I have a person who's out there. I'm gonna get married. Gay rights, gay marriage, and I have to say, the last year has been very illuminating for me. I don't know if it's art imitating lights, like Judy bleeding into my world in some sort of way. But I have been so happy being single, like more so than I ever have been. I was in like two really long-term relationships, one of my 20s and one of my 30s. And I am so grateful that I had those experiences. But let me tell you something. I am not looking to like jump back into a relationship with someone in advance. And um, I think it's so interesting because when I see family who I haven't seen in a while or when I talk to people, you know, like I've been touring the world this year and I've had a couple people say like, well, are you meeting anyone? Like, Mm -hmm. is there anyone special? I'm like me, I'm special. (laughs) I am enjoying my own company right now. I think I've been brainwashed to think that like there is someone out there who can complete me or someone who can make me like, you know, just take all the depression and anxiety away. And the fact of the matter is, that's up to me to figure out. So yeah, I'm not saying that I don't see myself in a long-term relationship ever again, but I'm really exploring how long-term relationships and romantic partnerships work for two men. I think it's I think it's just interesting for gay men right now because like so many people fought so hard for gay marriage and I was all about it too, obviously, because it's more about like equal rights, even in just like fucking filing taxes and with finances. Mm-hmm and equal rights under the law. But I'm really starting to evaluate like how two men coexist together long term. And um, I'm not saying it's not possible, but it definitely doesn't fit into the same like heteronormative structure of totally. like a husband and wife being married and you know, yeah. having kids and stuff like that. So I think that's my little bit of brainwashing. Yeah, I mean the... Uh... But how are your marriages going? <laughs> are you both happy? <laughs> I love are it. Both, are you both Charlottes? And you're uh, a little... How <laughs> dare you? God. No, we just... Listen, if, if it can be a choice to not do it, it has to also be a choice to do it, right? And I think that... When I was single, like, I did not feel like at all it was my choice or my doing or my want, which is was its own brainwashing at the time. And I think, like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I have to have partner because that validates me. I need other people to know that someone in this world thinks I'm fuckable and, like, lovable. I just yeah needed that. So that was, I think, where I was at. But, yeah, I to- do I think that people need to have a partner? Absolutely not. I think we are all our primary partners, first and foremost. Like, mm-hmm. you got to be good with whatever the fuck is happening within. Mm-hmm. Before any other, you can maintain healthy friendships, relationships, anything, you know. And, you know, the monogamy of it all, for sure, brainwashing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all, you got to, you got to just think about what you want and what might make you yeah. happy. But the, the idea that this one size fits all is stupid. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm exploring right now. It's like, how do I still have, I don't know, a bunch of my friends are like, well, that's when you're going to meet someone. I'm like, well, no, shut up. Everybody shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not <laughs> sort of getting what is being said. Right. Sort of right. Like, right. It's like, not the whole happy. point of life. Yeah. Let me be. I know. I mm-hmm. feel like, um, oh, as my husband's the background, I'm like, <laughs> 
<laughs> Awkward. Uh, I was going to say that before him, I had a long-term relationship. And the year after we broke up was one of the most fun years of my life. Like, I felt so freed. Like, when it's not really mm. the right fit, too. And all of a sudden, you're, like, back out in the wild. And you get to reconnect with yourself and your wants and your needs and who you are. It's, like, so much fun. And I remember just being like, I don't want to meet anyone. I don't want to meet anyone's family or friends or learn anyone's interests or compromise. <laughs> That's what you kept saying. You're like, I do not want to learn anyone's interests. I don't want to learn about a person. I don't want. I just couldn't oh make, think, even imagine a making space again for like anyone yeah. else's shit. And it, t it takes a long time to even want to get back to that, you know, and be like, mm. I don't know. I, I know. I'll be eating my words in another couple months and I'll be like, oh, uh, no, yeah. I'm not saying that. I just like, there's yeah. something so nice about <laughs> not like just having about being in yourself. feral animal mode just fucking, yeah and yeah. also like you made this beautiful piece of art and now you're getting to celebrate it and tour the world like and you don't have to answer to anyone's ass like how nice is that yeah i think it's honestly so i guess what i should say too is like i would very much so welcome a person in my life if it felt like we were both aligned on like what we wanted and how we could support one another. But that's what a friend of mine was saying, who knew my ex very well, was like, you know, I don't know that you would have had the success that you had this year if you were still in that relationship. And I was like, mm -hmm. actually, I know that I would because I know me and I was already on the path to like making this movie. But I think what would have happened was I would have been in a relationship with someone who was excited for me, but didn't know how to support me on the journey. And I would have felt very complicated emotions about how to like move forward as an individual while still holding this person's hand next to me who like didn't know how to support me you know what I mean mm -hmm. and it's not that he didn't want to it's just I don't think that he knew how to be supportive of me creatively you know mm -hmm. so yeah like I guess the brainwashing element of it is let me rephrase it I'm totally open to the idea of a long-term partner and I will welcome it if it feels right but I have also come to the point where I can say a worthwhile relationship does not have a, a timeline you know a worthwhile partnership could be someone mm. who i experience a relationship with over six months yeah. over mm. 10 years um over a lifetime but i think we have this pressure to find one person for the rest right of time and i think that it's a little i think that we should just give ourselves a little grace that like people change people grow yeah. and that it's okay to like move out of relationships as beautifully as we move into them yeah conscious wow. uncoupling yes i know i'm so glad yeah the, right now. there's so <laughs> there's so much about yeah the end of a relationship is a failure but that's only if you're looking through it of like the goal of life is to be in relationship for as long as you possibly can but mm, if that yeah. is not true which it's not then anything that happens is just a part of your story and where you are yeah, at that totally. moment so it just invalidates if a relationship ends, if you look at it through that way, but it's, that's not really like there were randos yeah. that I dated for five seconds that I'm like, okay, no, I get what I get out of this. And yeah. oh, that helped me along the way. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I've been watching The Ultimatum, unfortunately, which is trash television show where essentially one person in the party gives the ultimatum of you have to marry me or else we break up like by the end of the show. <laughs> and, and then it's couples who have been in relationships for a while. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone's given the ultimatum and then they like swap partners and then they come back together and decide if they want to still marry or stay together or whatever. But like they're all so young. I think this is just a reality TV show problem, but they're all like 24 and being like, I am ready to get married. (laughs) I want a partner. And I'm like, Uh this person is lost as hell. Like, why, why do you want to get married when they're yeah. that young? It's just straight up brainwashing, I think, at that point. It's like, this is, especially because a lot of them are from, like, South Carolina, I think, in this season. There's, like, a whole, that whole other element. A beautiful I'm state. I'm from the yeah. South. I can a beautiful say. state, yeah. <laughs> As someone from Texas who, like, saw uh-huh. girls who went to college to get their MRS, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, yeah. I'm here to find out. Jenny husband. taught like, me that, that, that. <laughs> Uh, quip did not make its way to New Jersey. I had not heard that. <laughs> you didn't? Oh, I went to Rutgers for a year before I went to NYU. And I definitely heard about the MRS. Oh, wow. The truth comes out. They were talking about it at Rutgers. <laughs> I know. Well, you I just went know. to being like a big city girl. So, yeah. you know, like maybe you just surpassed. Yeah. I haven't ever really thought about how looking at it through the lens of like this is for life but can really just set you up for failure and like to create that expectation it's like yeah is is not helpful for anyone especially if you're you know in a relationship where you're looking to make that decision and you're like no i want to be with you for life it's like do you you won't know where the hell you're at at 60 or Mm -hmm. whatever yeah the point hopefully of a life that we get you know but one on this planet is that you grow and learn and change and blossom as human and sometimes you blossom in the same direction as your partner and sometimes you blossom in opposite directions and sometimes one person be blossoming and the other person will not blossom and so you gotta just figure it Mm -hmm. out what is the thing that makes the most sense for you i have a really good friend who when we were in like our very like our early 30s she was with this guy for a couple years and she knew she wanted to have kids and, and he was like, yeah, maybe. And he was like in his late 30s at the time. And there was a day where he's like, you know, I just don't know if I want to have kids. I really don't know. And I'm not saying that I definitely don't, but like, I'm not saying that I definitely do. She was talking to her therapist about it. She was to all of us about it. And we were like, you need to be bothered. You know, and her therapist was like, are you happy in this relationship right now? And she was like, yeah, but what if like, I want to have mm. kids? And she's like, but, but, right. but, but, like, well, you don't know where you're going to be in a year. So, like, are you happy right now? And if you're happy right now, it's not worth uprooting, like, you know, like destroying this relationship because of something that may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, six years later, they have two kids and they're still together. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the kind of stuff that I think about is like what's happening right now. That's the element of the brainwashing is like, yes, I think the idea of forever is what, you know, makes people get married because, like, why would you do it otherwise? But I think it's also important to give ourselves some grace to say, like, all we have is right. So if I'm happy right now, then that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. The kids conversation is a whole other problem. <laughs> that's a whole other brainwash. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah. Whole other... Yeah. We'll have to get back into that the next time you come on because we can't do both right now. It's too much. <laughs> I kind of have to abstain from that conversation because... It's not really physically medically possible for me to have children. So luckily, like the biology of it, I'm like, oh, I'll probably never have kids. And I'm I'm fine with that. But I was totally brainwashed into thinking that I wanted kids for a long time. So mm-hmm. a conversation for another time, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll be on the pod for another hour. <laughs> <we talk> about. <laughs> there was something else you said that grabbed me and it was like, 
the brainwashing of you complete me or you get rid of my anxiety mm-hmm. and my depression, which is like, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is such a thing that we hold on to for some reason when we're young, we're like, I'm so lost and angry and confused and sad. And if I meet someone else, they'll take that away. And then it becomes so mm-hmm. horrible and codependent and, and reliable. Nothing really solved that except you, yourself, and maybe some medication. <laughs> so absolutely. Um, God bless medication. (laughs) (laughs) And someone who's going to like support you and help you heal in that journey is more what you're looking for. And you don't, you just don't know that when you're young. I think you're like, like the ultimatum, everyone's Mm -hmm. in a a toxic ass relationship. And I'm like, guys, this isn't, why do you want to marry this person? (laughs) You're it's toxic. It's bad. Like you should. Yeah, but that's why you keep hitting play next. I know, Jenny. Yeah, you're you're sucked into the ultimatum. Yeah, I'm sorry. Why am I looking at it like it's real life? It's not, Jenny. Get out of here. (laughs) Some of my friends are only on the TV. (laughs) No, reality television is very important. Absolutely. (laughs) Hold a mirror up to nature, babe. Let's see (laughs) what we're up to. (laughs) Oh God. I don't want to look anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you follow the holistic psychologist on Instagram? Because I'd recommend a follow. The holistic psychologist? <laughs> yeah. He's like oh my always God. just posting quotes and memes of that hit me in the gut. I'll tell you what about oh relationships, God. about I, I know. family. I'm scrolling through Instagram. I'm having a good time looking at cats and dogs. And then I get to the holistic psychologist mm-hmm. and I go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, mommy issues. Um, But I like her and she, I find a lot of what she says interesting and helpful. You follow Nicole? Nicole's giving me a look about like, Jenny, shut. No, I do. I do up. follow, I think. I, or I don't know. It's found its way into my algorithm. But yes, it's um uh, sometimes. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Sometimes I think we get a little too of like, yeah, and if this person treats you like you're a turtle, that actually reveals your trauma with your dad. It's like sometimes like we're a little too specific that like, or a little too broad that it's like, if you are unhappy, that's because you're unhappy. It's like a little, too, it's like one or the other. So sometimes the Instagram things don't work for me, but. If you yeah. treat treats you like a turtle um my best friend finally just got her license to practice as a therapist and let me tell you that is that's i don't even need the holistic therapist on instagram because i've got a best friend who is constantly texting me being like remember that story you told me in high school about your mother i think we should dive into that i'm like no 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 no. we're good we're good oh my god yes you've been training her for oh, yeah. years i'm sure <laughs> yeah. i know she could honestly be the best therapist I ever had, but I think that there would be something like, I don't know. What's conflict the word of interest. For? Yeah, it's conflict of interest <laughs> about that. Yeah. Okay, should we cast? Is it time? I think, it's time. I think so. Okay. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Yes, do you, do you have so, questions about casting? It can be confusing <laughs> well, for some. No, 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 no. I think I understand because I thought of something, but I was like, I don't know if this is like what you're thinking of. Try us. Yeah. Or, like, could we cast ourselves as a body of water? Absolutely. <laughs> Is that yes. something? That's exactly okay. the like, perfect yes. kind of thing, Todd. You've okay. nailed it. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm so happy to hear that. I needed to be validated in that, um, which I will talk to my therapist about later. But, um, <laughs> but, but um, okay. <laughs> Jenny, so why don't you explain what casting is before we all take a moment and think about water in our minds? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. 
Casting is a game we play here at the end of our podcast where we pick a category and we all cast ourselves and each other within that category. So today it looks like we're going to be doing bodies of water. Now, my follow up question (laughs) for that is, are we talking about like different types of bodies of waters or do I need to name like a specific ocean? I think I I feel there's different types. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I'll if you feel choice. strongly that I'm, about. you know, Pacific, I want to hear about it. So why don't you just yeah. see where the wind blows you and we'll go from there? <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, and um, man-made, natural, are we discriminating? Again, I think you're, why are you trying to <laughs> yeah. put, just, just free your mind, baby. I've had some time to think about it. So I was, I could explain my answer of what I would cast myself as, or do you two want to go first? Okay, so let's all take a moment and think okay. in our minds. And Todd, you also have to tell us what bodies of water we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> At this time, you do have to do oh, that. So, okay, all right. Yeah. So we're all, okay. all going to just take a second <laughs> go in our minds and think about each okay. other as water. Nicole's obsessed with water, I just want to say. So this is a huge get for <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Aquarius and the water bearer, famously. So, oh, I'm absolutely locked in personally. Okay, yeah. Take your time. No rush. No rush. No, no. I I could go. Okay, you guys go first. I I know I know you guys. I just don't know me, but I I'm I'm ready to receive and listen. Okay, I'd be happy to start us off. Great. Um, Yes. Great. Okay, so Jenny, I gave you Lake. Because there is something sort of like down home and dirty about like <laughs> <laughs> sort of it's it, you know it's not flowing it's sort of still sometimes we get yeah, a little yeah, um, yeah. grimy greamy stuff in there and I think that there's just like a, a lake house energy to you that you would be like let's have some coronas and dip on the dock by the <laughs> lake that's just your whole vibe um absolutely to me you are like uh to me todd you are river because there is an undeniable forward motion of flowing uh quickness to you i think that yeah unlike jenny who is stagnant you are (laughs) you are not stagnant you are flowing you are fresh water i'll take it um yeah clean and flowing and i you know, think very highly of myself. So I do get, get myself ocean. Mm. I just feel sort of all encompassing, beautiful, mm. sort mm. of <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous and huge. And that's sort of where mm. I landed for myself. I love that. I love that's that. That's amazing. Okay. I'll go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jenny, actually, I was thinking of like a babbling brook for you mm. that maybe, but also like leads into a lake. You know what I mean? I just like serene, peaceful, but also like, you're not sure where it's going to go. You can just listen to like the serenity of the babbling brook. I just really, I, I love totally. that. And Nicole, I actually also thought of ocean for you, but more specifically like ocean at like a resort where like Ooh, people are having yeah. fun in the water. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like you're someone who knows how to like come in and be like, here's a wave, go have some fun, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. People are splish splashing around in you. A hundo people. Um, yeah, and for me, I actually was thinking that I was more of like a bay where like maybe some days they're a wave, but if they are, they're gentle. It's like salty, but like manageable. And you're not afraid of like what you can't see in it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like it's probably only like six. 
You know what I mean? Mm. I'm, I'm feeling like a bang for myself. Gorgeous. I love it. Wow, this is so fun. I love this. <laughs> this is an amazing category. <laughs> Jeanette. Okay. For myself, I did do Lazy River, which oh. I don't know if that's like a thing, but that counts, babe. Mm-hmm. I was that is a thing. Oh yeah. It. It's it's pretty much the same as like <laughs> you know, sort of the more stagnant part of the river where people are partying and floating in inner tubes. And that was my culture. And I, uh, yeah, lake culture also was my culture in Dallas because we're like landlocked. So I gave myself lazy river. Todd, I gave you beach, baby. I gave you beach. Mm. And I don't know if that's just because I watched your short today and like I just <laughs> you like making out with a hot guy on a beach and that and like you're so p-town now to me <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah dream i mean the honor of a lifetime i would kill for someone to say that i'm so p-town like <laughs> i feel like you uh yeah i'm just seeing beautiful cinematography you walking along the beach in p-town that's just like in your core now it's your brand I kind love of and nicole i gave you pool i don't know if that <laughs> yeah about man-made versus natural you know because i immediately Uh was like nicole's a pool um (laughs) love to be a pool (laughs) you're just hanging out you're where people gather (laughs) summer fun happens around you in you Mm -hmm. um yeah i just Mm -hmm. think you're you're a great gathering space thank you i i love your friends and family And that's when can you go wrong with a pool? You can't go wrong in a pool. Yeah, it's all it's fun always. In ground, above ground, it's mm, all it's yeah. all it's all good. Yeah. However I get it, I'm happy to have it. So that's where I landed. Honored. Love that. Great casting. Great, great casting. discussion. Great Todd. Todd. <laughs> Tell everyone <laughs> where they can keep up with you, where they can watch Chrissy Judy. If that yeah. is something that people are able to do, tell everyone everything. Yes. Well, not as an actor or a director because yes. of the strike, but as the yes. film's producer, I can yes. tell you, you can watch Chrissy Judy anywhere where you rent or um, buy movies, either on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play movie you could rent a dvd from your local library apparently and if there's no one there ask them why not and uh, you can follow me i'm pretty much only on instagram at this point which millennial i guess i've (laughs) given away that i'm not gen z at todd flaherty i have a twitter account but i never use it or an x account is that what it is now yeah um yes so that's where you can find me at todd flaherty you guys gotta watch chrissy judy nicole's in it it's also yes. just beautiful, uh, special. Yes, both things self. are true. I am in it and it is beautiful and special. <laughs> Thank so you both much, so much Todd. for having me. This was so, so, so much fun. Thank I'm you. honored to have been a part of an episode.